Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Sheffield Digital Podcast. This is one of those episodes where me, Chris and Mel go over the previous month or so's news, events, stuff that's been happening, that kind of thing. It's mainly Chris and Mel to be fair, isn't it? Because they're the ones that actually do all the work. But uh, I hope you enjoy it. They'll be talking about Sheffield Digital Festival, various consultations around plans and stuff like that. There's also a bit at the end about the uh, Meta Meetup that we had recently to discuss meetups in general, meetup organisers getting together, and uh, and the Developer Academy, who are doing some marvellous stuff too. I think that's it. Speak to you at the end. Right, should we have some news? Yeah, okay. Yes. Let's do Let's do news. Mel, the first piece of news we need to talk about is very exciting. This is the Sheffield Digital Festival reboot. It's back and it's augmented. And it's from November the 16th to the 22nd. Tell us more. That's the plan. So um, we realised that trying to do the festival as it was last year was just not going to be a sensible thing. So we tried to come up with ways that we could create something exciting, but also do the virtual. So if there are companies and organisations out there that want to organise events during festival week, you can absolutely still do that. You can organise in-person events if you can find a way to do that safely. You can organise hybrid events if you can figure out a way to do that, or you can do virtual events. We really don't mind. We'd love to see lots of events on the calendar, same as there were last year. But what we also wanted to do was create something special around the theme of discovery. And we wanted to tie it in with Sheffield City Council's Make Yourself at Home campaign, which is looking at ways to attract people back into the city to rediscover the city. So the idea that we've come up with is to create um, an app that can go on a phone where you can walk around the city and when you get to various locations without having to go inside, you can use your phone through augmented reality and view content from that venue. So as a for example, you could uh, walk down to Castle House and stop outside the Video Games Museum and look through your phone and see video games content or perhaps see a video games character climbing up the side of Castle House or something like that. If you went to Tudor Square and stood in front of the um, Sheffield Theatres, look through your phone, you could see content from a show that had been staged at theatres. Um, if you went down to the workstation, stood outside and held your phone up, you, see, you could see content from the digital businesses that are inside uh, the building showcasing what they do. So this is the concept. Um, Field are our partners as before, and um, they'll be taking care of the technology side of things, which uh, I'm extremely grateful for. And what we will be doing is asking people to suggest content that they would like to provide that can sit on the app and work through AR. We, what we hope is that all sorts of people will use this as an opportunity to come into the city and walk around and discover things through their phone that perhaps they hadn't discovered before or, or seen before. Um, but also bearing in mind that last week in November, the weather could potentially be quite horrible. Um, the, all of it will also work on um, the Sheffield Digital Festival website, perhaps through a map or something like that. We're working out the details. 
So we've announced the festival and the dates. Um, there are still some sponsorship opportunities. If people are interested in that, they can get in touch with me. And if you're interested in providing content for the app, there'll be details coming out really soon on how to do that. Um, if you want to stage an event, the calendar on the website will be open fairly soon and you can start um, submitting your events to that. But the main thing is we're going to do something we're going to do it this year, which I was really keen to happen. And it should be very digital and very interesting. Fantastic. Great. Um, next, City Council. Uh, they have a video request out. They want to uh, uh, find ways to help young people get into digital. What's this all about? So um, this is something that I'm, I'm really pleased about, is there's uh, a team of people in Sheffield City Council who are really interested in helping young people at school or perhaps just coming out of school to understand what sort of jobs there are in digital and who does those jobs and what they involve. So what they've done is come up with this idea of something they're calling virtual employer account encounters. <laughs> I have to say that properly, virtual employer encounters, not accountants. And what they would like people to do is record short five minute videos either um, from an employer perspective so this is our company this is what we do these are the sorts of things that happen here these are the sort of jobs opportunities there are or in terms of individual people working in those companies saying this is me this is the job these are the sorts of things that i do in my job and this is how i got here so what my pathway through education was um, there's, there's a form to fill in if you're interested in doing this. Uh, we'll be putting a blog post up on the Sheffield Digital website that explains it all. So all that um, information will be available really soon. But I'd like to encourage as many employers and people working in those employers as possible to record these videos because it'll create a really excellent archive of material and content that schools can use, educators can use, careers advisors can use, um, young people and their parents can use to really understand what a job in digital is all about. That sounds great. We've talked loads of times, haven't we, about uh, the problems with job titles and just not knowing what kinds of things you can do in the sector. Yeah. So that sounds like a really, really good initiative. Um, yeah, actually, uh, on, on that point, um, I want, there's, a, there's, a, you know, there's a few people that were doing a similar thing with podcasts last year, and I wonder if they're connected into it. So uh, JP and people like that, they were running a, doing basically interviews with people about their digital jobs in order to provide a resource for, uh, for careers officers and for schools. Okay. In Sheffield? In Sheffield, yeah, yeah. I didn't know about that. So, yeah, if you're listening and you know about that, will you get in touch, please, hmm. so I can help connect the things together? That would be really good. Great. And uh, there's lots of policy stuff happening in uh, in the city too. So this is um, something that, that that maybe dropped off a little bit, I guess, as people were working things out, but it, it's picking up again, right? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I guess dropped off not exactly the word. I think it was very focused on COVID and, you know, immediate management of, of the economy and getting help out to people, you know, especially vulnerable people in the city. And, and it was kind of dominated by those kind of conversations until people had a better understanding of how things were going to pan out. Um, but I, I think some, some much longer term and broader policy discussions are now 
are now starting again. Um, so the, the, the um, uh, you know, industrial advisory board at, uh, on the computing, uh, for the computing faculty at, or uh, department at, um, at Sheffield Hallam is starting again next week. Uh, Economy.chef is, is back next week as well. Um, I was actually, I was on a round table organized by the Labour Party this morning um, to try and, um, you know, feed into their national policy agenda. Um, I know Mel's been involved in, in other policy fora. Uh, Sheffield City Region are running a consultation on the, on the economy, which we'll talk about in a bit as well. So, yeah, yeah it definitely feels like there's, there's a, everybody's, everybody's asking similar questions to the ones that we were asking earlier in the podcast about what, what, what the new normal is going to look like you know, as, as things start to, you know, to return, uh, they're not, they're not returning uniformly. How does this look? How, um, you know, how, how are we going to deal with the number of people that have been thrown out of work by all of this? And, and yeah. Kind of yeah. There's, there's, there's been a shift from, from the immediate COVID response, which has taken up most of the summer to in the past couple of weeks, maybe slightly longer, more of a focus on, recovery what does recovery yeah. look like what where is it we want to recover to because we want to be somewhere different from where we were before covid and what are the what kind of policy um interventions should the council the lep you know regional bodies national bodies be University. looking at yeah. sorry universities too universities as well further education and too um i was on a call yesterday with tech or that was convened by tech uk who are kind of they they call themselves the the trade association for the technology industry um but they're based in london and most of their membership is the very like the big big corporates who are you know national international global companies but what they've been doing is going around the regions asking questions about, you know, what should the world look like and how do we get there? So that, that was quite an interesting conversation to be involved in with people from all across Yorkshire yesterday. Yeah. So I think, um, I think, you know, we need to package those conversations up a little bit and try and engage with, you know our membership and the digital community in general the business the digital business community here a bit more to to make people aware of those conversations and, and what's going on so. yeah i think the, the thing i'm finding really interesting is that when once you get outside of the city or perhaps the city region once you start to get in big into bigger geographies mm. there's an awful lot of very vague talk going on and an awful lot of well we want to do stuff that will help only actually we don't have the faintest clue what that is and also we don't know how that is going to be resourced and i'm always asking the question you know this is great but who's going to do this work and who's yeah. going to pay for it because let's let's face it there's it's too easy i think for policymakers to say these things should happen this would be good policy and then to sit back and wait for other people to make it happen and yeah. that's in this situation that's just not it's not practical it's not sustainable so i tend to be the one asking the awkward questions at these meetings but i completely agree with you chris i think there's as as an organization i think sheffield digital needs to figure out a better mechanism for allowing 
or enabling the community to feed in their thoughts yeah. on these big questions that are being asked. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm open to ideas about how we do that. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, a few years ago, we ran policy conflabs as events with a, with a panel and an audience, um, sort of like question time style almost. Um, I, I, uh, I wonder if it would be good to do some of those virtually or host our own, you know, local roundtables to feed some of these things in and maybe get some of the representatives from some of these other agendas to participate and to, to outline the questions that they're asking. But you're right. There's, the, the, it's really interesting how some of these debates change as soon as you go to a wider geography or or a, or you know lar a larger or a community of larger companies. Um, Dom Hallis from Codec was on the call this morning, and he was he was saying that the skills debate is very different in the southeast than it is in other parts of the country because the skills debate in in digital technology there is about immigration. That that uh -huh. is the debate is it's not about how we skill up our workforce domestically it's about how we can bring skilled people from you know from wherever they are in the world to work in, in our companies because they're because they have this much glo more global focus so that so that this debate about digital skills and inclusivity and diversity and pipeline and all of that stuff that that is hardly debated because the skills debate is about immigration and visas. That's really interesting. Yeah. 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 So Chris mentioned the Sheffield City Region Strategic Economic Plan consultation. Mm. So um, people who listen regularly to this podcast will be very, very bored of listening to me explain what <laughs> the local enterprise partnership is up to. Um, but I think the, the thing people need to understand at the moment is that there are currently two plans. There is the COVID-19 Recovery Action Plan, known as the RAP. Um, and the RAP has gone to government with a very, very big price tag attached. And the question now is waiting to see what sort of funds will actually come back from government to allow some of that to be implemented. And the view is that that plan will probably cover the next 12 to 18 months. But after that, there is a bigger strategic economic plan or SEP, which is looking at what happens after the wrap. <laughs> and that plan, the SEP, is currently out for consultation and they're looking for um, responses by the middle of September. Um, Chris and I are going to work on a response from Sheffield Digital and we're going to have to do that quite fast and probably work on the basis of what we know now so again if you're listening to this and you've had a look at the SEP which you can download from the Sheffield City Region website um, if you've got any burning observations or you know views on what you think is missing particularly on the chapters on digital and on innovation and you'd like to feed those in, please get in touch with either Chris or myself so that we can get your point of view. Yeah, I, I, I also think it's, I think it's fair to publish our, our contribution openly as well. Absolutely. So, uh, which, I, which, um, which we'll do. And if, if we manage to, we'll, we'll, we'll publish it a, a few days before the consultation deadline so that you know, people have a, an opportunity to uh, to respond to our response and, and, and feed 
more in before we submit the final one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think we'll do that. And also this is, it's going to be discussed at the uh, economy.chef meeting uh, on Tuesday as well. So uh, if you're a local tech business and you want to feed into that conversation, um, get in touch with us or get in touch directly with Sam Chapman, um, who's the chair of the economy.chef group which is kind of the citywide group that discusses the digital economy while we're on plans. Yes. One, one, one more plan, Ian, sorry. Um, so Sheffield City Council has also put its local plan out for consultation, but this is more to do with actual spatial planning of the city. Um, so just in, in the same way as um, the village I live in has a neighbourhood plan, which is around how should the, the space of our village be developed um, the Sheffield local plan is something similar. Um, but again, it's open to anybody who lives, works in or visits the city. So if you have a view on that, um, just go to the City Council website and you can respond. We had a, um, another Meta meetup, meetup recently. Um, I, don't, I don't even know if we need two meetups there, but we'll, we'll leave that in. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, so this is the, the meetup for meetup organisers. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't able to make it, um, despite being a, a meetup organiser in theory. Uh, Chris, you attended, but oh. I think you were there less as, the, as a host and more of a, 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 a meetup organiser yourself. I wondered if we got uh, any particular takeaways to share. What's kind of the, the, the feeling from meetup organisers with? Yeah. With the. Um, well, I, I, I was. I mean, it was Sophie's event. Um, I mean, I, I've hosted the Meta Meetup in the past, but. Um, uh, so Sophie hosted this one, so I, I was really there as a as a meetup organizer, although an organizer of of, um, of meetups that uh, haven't been run virtually during the lockdown. Um, although I've I've start I um, started up the Geek Breakfast this morning, so we're running a new a new run of Geek Breakfast every Friday morning from nine till ten or ten thirty on zoom so to provide that kind of opportunity for that serendipitous chat and connection making that doesn't exist with people working from home as much um so sorry ian ian's mouthing at me <laughs> ian you're on mute yay i win the bingo <laughs> professional yeah Look and value. it was a very important thing i was going to say how does it work how, uh, how, does, how, how are you doing it? How's, how's Geek Brecky working at the moment? Say if, say if there was a, a, a young man who may have more time in his hands than he had previously and wanted to connect with people from his shed. How may, how, what, what might they expect from Geek Brecky? Uh, well, it really depends on, on who and how many people are there. So Me? I was uh, talking about me, Chris. I know, I know. <laughs> usually it's not just one person and me, though. Usually there's, there's more, there's a few people. Um, and so, yeah, if, if, uh, if there's a small number of people, we just have, have a chat and everybody stays in the same room and we kind of talk about whatever's on our mind and the conversation goes in different directions. I, I have a, th a few things that I can bring up if I feel it's necessary, but most of the time I just let people talk to each other. Um, but if there are more people or, or if people are there for a particular reason, so you know, pe when people contact me and say, can I have a conversation with you about X, Y, Z? Um, I now once again say, well, I'll be at Geek Breakfast on a Friday morning. Why don't you talk to me and some other people at the same time? And if, if there's enough people 
um, you know, I introduce, I make sure that everybody's introduced to each other and I make sure that if people have got a particular topic they want to talk about, that's known to everybody. Um, and if, if they want to discuss that in a bit more pri privacy or there are other people that want to discuss that particular issue, uh, we open a breakout room and they go into the breakout room and, and uh, I kind of dip in and out and make sure that everybody's okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very casual. It's really about, you know, trying to reproduce some of the open impromptu conversation that we used to have when we met for, for real on a Friday morning. Um, and yeah, we want, want you know, more, more people that, that, that drop in, the more interesting the conversation. And do people bring their brekkie as well and their frothy coffees? Yeah, so, you know, it's not a requirement and <laughs> I have kind of considered whether I should use, you know, get my green screen and pretend I'm actually sitting in a coffee shop doing this. <laughs> I might, if I attend, I might, I might try and find a way to, uh, to, to, I don't know how I'll do it, but try and find a way to make sure that you end up paying for it at the end, which I know. <laughs> exactly. If you could all bugger off and leave the bill, then that would be the perfect thing. <laughs> Just to really recreate yeah. the true geek brekkie for oh, you. Oh, the nostalgia. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So um, we were actually no, so, talking about the Meta Meetup. Yes, Chris. yeah, I know, I know. No, but, you know, if people... Make, make yourself a brew before you join and then we can all we can all sit and drink coffee at least yeah um but yeah so it was sophie's event and she hosted it really well um and it was an opportunity for meetup organizers to talk about their experience over the last six months you know some some organizers had just had carried on organizing you know uh you know, some uh, were thinking about starting up again um, so it was, it was a really good opportunity to hear from from different organisers about what worked and what what uh, you know what they might do differently and what they're changing. Um, uh, and you know, Sophie's she hasn't done it yet, but um, I'm sure she's working on it. It's going to kind of write up the topics of conversation and, and who isn't who is involved. I thought the format worked pretty well. Um, yeah, we basically there were three meetup organizers who gave short talks about their meetup or you know a particular aspect of it um and and yeah so there was a few things that sort of came out of that about how you know the you know so some of the some of the the extra value you get for from doing an online event and being able to bring speakers in from further afield um but then also you know how much dropout there is but then how much you save on catering because you don't have to cater for everybody and logistics uh, and things like that but then also you know how you compensate for the fact that you can't really network and that, that you don't get that you know that spillover activity that is so good at, at, at meetups to just meet people and chat to them and you know have a little side conversations over over a drink or some food and how you compensate for that so yeah it was really it was really good i think that uh, a couple of things that um will come out of it you know alongside some of the best practice that was discussed and that that sophie will write up um is that we started putting together like a collaborative guide to running meetups um just over a year ago i think at meta meetup three or, or four maybe um and it's basically just a google doc with people's kind of you know like how to do all of this stuff. If you are starting a meetup, if you were thinking about starting a meetup, you know, this is kind of the playbook of how best to go about it in our ecosystem here in Sheffield. You know, who do you talk to? How do you find a sponsor? You know, how do you run online or, or you know, real world meetups? Um, so uh, she's sort of preparing that 
and going to put that out to the meetup organizer community to feed into as well. Yes, Mar. So I was just looking on Slack and in the meetup ops channel, what Sophie's done is she's um, posted uh, the discussion points that they were, were going through during the meta meetup oh. so that people who couldn't attend the event can also contribute and get involved. So if you do organize a meetup and you're just interested in diving into that conversation, it's in the meetup ops channel. And if you don't, if you're not currently in that channel, Sophie can add you. Yeah, just, just to let meetup organizers know, there is a private channel on our Slack for meetup organizers to share information about running their meetups as well, as well as a public meetups channel. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and the other thing that we discussed was, uh, was the a meetups um, directory on the website and, and how we might build that and what information we might get and, and how it connects to other data sources about events and meetups like the open tech calendar and meetup.com and Eventbrite and things. So yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's more, more to come out of that whole process. And it was really good to have another meta meetup. And finally, uh, the developer Academy, uh, which we've talked about before, um, where, which is, uh, there's a, a previous episode where we spoke to the founder, uh, Ben Ather about, uh, about developer Academy. So you can go back and listen to that in the archives. Um, but they have a, a special offer at the moment, which sounds great. Tell us about it. Yeah. Um, sorry, Mel, did you want to intro? No, <laughs> go for it, Chris. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, so there was a round table that we helped them um, organize um, a while ago now. Um, and one of, the, one of the big things that came out of that discussion was that um, there's very little progression support for junior developers into mid-level development roles. So a lot of that training happens in-house. It's time consuming. You know, the you know, graduates and starter, uh, you know, uh, you know entry-level developers come in uh, and have a lot to learn about what it takes to become a professional and that you know the developer academy traditionally uh, since ben started it has been getting getting people onto the ladder getting them entry-level development jobs um, but they've worked all over the summer to put a package together um, that extends that offer um, and makes it uh, i think really attractive for tech companies to, uh, to put their junior developers on because it takes those junior developers, you know, to a, a pro, you know, mid-level development capability um, over, over a, a year, a 12 month period, basically. Um, so it's, it's structured, so it's, it's outside of work hours. Uh, it's subsidized to the skills bank. So um, I think uh, it's about 3000 pounds for the whole year. Um, which is uh, represents about fifty five percent of the total cost, and the skills bank uh, are covering. So the so our city region is basically covering forty five percent of the cost of developing the uh, these these developers. Um, the information about it is all in, in a blog post that we put up um, earlier this week. Um, and I, I think it's a it's I'm really excited about it because it's it's you know it's a properly tailored. Uh, you know, independent but public sector supported skills package for our tech industry specifically. Um, they, they've got enough capacity for 30 positions on it. So if you're a tech business and you've got junior developers that you, that you want to, to skill up, 
and be, and get them to become more productive um then you know get them on the program and try and get one of those 30 positions and and get them enrolled on it um and i can't wait to see you know who is enrolled and and how the whole thing progresses but uh they've really put together a packet a really good curriculum and package of training and tutoring um you know supervised by companies like razor and uh you know other employers that are really experienced um in our in our ecosystem so i think it's a great offer great well thank you chris and thank you mel i'm going to uh, disappear into the future now and record the events listings and the new member thank yous on my own but it's been a pleasure <laughs> as always Thanks, ian <laughs> enjoy your trip to the future yeah goodbye bye bye <laughs> Right, here I am in the future. Time to take you through the upcoming events and meetups in Sheffield. And we're going to start on the 9th of September. And we're going to start with my HR Toolkit webinar, The Future of Flexible Working, Is It Looking Bright? You can find out the answer to that question on the 9th of September. On the 11th, we have uh, Geek Brekkie, as discussed in the podcast itself by Chris. That's every Friday morning at 9 o'clock. On the 16th of September, we've got Yorkshire Cybersecurity Cluster. It's the September webinar. On the 21st, it is the uh, start of the Leeds Digital Festival. That runs until the 2nd of October. Then, on the 24th of September, we have a few things. Um, Build Digital, an online event by Wild. And we have the Sheffield Collective, virtual meetup for freelancers, sole traders, and self-employed people. I said we've got a few things. We've actually got one thing three times, which is why that didn't quite sound so packed as I perhaps advertised. Quickly moving into October, although we should have some more episodes for you by then. On the 1st of October, we've got Go Sheffield. On the 6th, is .NET Chef. And then we have the Geek Brekkies on the Friday mornings as usual. So these calendars, this calendar does tend to fill up as we get close to the dates now that we're doing it all virtually. So make sure you go to sheffield.digital slash events to find out more about all of those things. On to the meet the members section. So this is where we say thank you to the members that have joined since we last spoke. And um, we have in the company members list, NimbyTech. They joined on the 22nd of July and Little Mesters who joined on the 11th of August. On to the individuals. So these are the people, actual people, single people, who joined since we last spoke. We have Mark Gower, who joined on the 20th of July, and Richard King, who joined on the 9th of August. Thank you to our new members. And that's it. If you'd like to subscribe to the Sheffield Digital Podcast, which you should, if you're not already, you can do that by going to Apple Podcasts. That's where most people do it. But you can also go to somewhere like, I don't know, an app like Overcast or Pocket Casts, wherever you get your podcasts. Give it a try. And uh, you can find out more by going to the Sheffield Digital website, sheffield.digital. And if you have any feedback or thoughts or anything to say, then get in touch. Just email info at sheffield.digital. And we'll do our best to do whatever it is that you want us to do. That's it. Until the next one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Okay. That's how I'm going to do it. I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> right. Time for some news. Okay. Everyone. <laughs>
I'm sorry. Oh, dear. No, that's it. That. I'm that gone. <laughs> Time for some news. I wanted to make a joke about your professionalism then, but I decided not to. Well, it's still recording, Chris, so I think it's in there if you want it. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of outtakes from this episode.